The rundown continues. Today we resume our journey of running down every single game of the 2020 season as we turn our focus towards the NFC South. All that and more right now on Beyond the Blitz. Good morning, afternoon, or evening, ladies and gentlemen. The Blitz crew back at it as always. Brandon Wells, Justin Rogers, and today we turn the rundown series towards the NFC South. The Atlanta Falcons, New Orleans Saints, Carolina Panthers, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. How will they do? Where will they finish? And what seed may they be come playoff time? But of course, first up, we have our five NFL headliners going around the lead today. Starting off with Joe Flacco, the former Ravens Super Bowl MVP, is now a New York Jet. Justin, how will the veteran quarterback do in the Jets uniform? I honestly think he's not going to get as much playing time as people think he will. Also, there's a lot of rumors and a lot of things going around that he might not even be healthy enough to play. Honestly, if I'm the New York Jets, I only sign him because he's a good veteran presence in that quarterback room. You have a lot of young guys. Sam Darnold, I believe, is the oldest guy in that locker room. And we talked about this a couple weeks ago with Zach Taylor not signing a veteran quarterback for the Cincinnati Bengals. And it's the same kind of situation here, except the Jets do pull the plug and they get a guy like Joe Flacco. He has winning experience, which I think they really need with the New York Jets because there hasn't really been that much winning for the past couple of years since Mark Sanchez did. He went to two AFC championships in a row. So I think they're just trying to bring that kind of atmosphere with Joe Flacco, not as much as the player that he used to be, but really just a veteran presence in that quarterback room. This time last year, Joe Flacco was signed with the Denver Broncos on a one-year deal, and he got injured very, very early into the season. This injury is still bothering him. Like you said, he may not even play the season. It is a one-year deal contract. However, only a million dollars for a veteran backup quarterback doesn't seem like too bad of a deal for the New York Jets. Moving on, the NFL's executive vice president, Troy Vincent, has said that the NFL expects to have full stadiums in each and every team by the start of the season until the medical community may say otherwise. Justin, what do you think that this means towards whether or not we're going to have a normal NFL season if this statement really even means anything or if it's just fluff? I honestly don't think it's fluff. I think it's the truth. I mean, if you're the NFL, you want to keep hope up as much as possible that you're going to have full stadiums. Maybe the word expects might be a little too much for me, like expecting to have full stadiums. I would think hopeful would be something I would rather use. So being hopeful that you would have full stadiums until the medical community says otherwise, because I mean, right now you are allowed to have full stadiums, I would think, unless the medical community says otherwise. Honestly, that's with any of the sports. You have to get medical clearance in order to do any of these things. I honestly think the NFL is just hopeful right now that they will have full stadiums. Again, I think last episode or a couple episodes ago, I gave my prediction of what the NFL may look like throughout the season. Honestly, COVID is just crazy. It's unpredictable. I honestly don't know what to think right now. But again, if the NFL is hopeful, it gives me a little bit of hope that we might have full stadiums, but that might not be the best thing. Um, but we'll see in the next coming months if the NFL will open up 
really for full stadiums. If not, I mean, that's going to be billions and billions of dollars that the NFL is going to lose. And they're definitely keeping that in consideration. Also, another thing we got to think about is a lot of this is also state by state basis. Certain states have different rules regarding big groups of people coming together. Uh, I know California has announced that they don't plan to start reopening until August which means that maybe California teams might have empty stadiums for the first couple of weeks of the season, while some other teams may have full stadiums. But then we also got to look, that's a highly unfair advantage to some of these teams. If one team can't have a full stadium, I don't think any team should because it's just an unfair disadvantage to have certain home games without any advantage. As far as that is concerned, I don't know how much state rules and regulations apply to the NFL since it is a private organization. However, this is a concern that we need to look at as well. Are some teams going to get a fair disadvantage over others by come season start? In a world full of docu-series swarming the internet, there is now going to be a nine-part series on Tom Brady releasing in 2021 called Man in the Arena. This will air on ESPN. What are your thoughts on this? Well, for those of you who haven't watched The Last Dance, which is a documentary on the 1997 or 1998 Bulls, uh, Chicago Bulls, an NBA documentary by ESPN. It was done beautifully. So for me, I'm really excited for the documentary series again because Tom Brady has won a lot and I'm a Steelers fan. He's ended our seasons numerous times and I'm sure Brandon being a Falcons fan Tom Brady is not your favorite player in the world so watching a nine-part documentary series might not be the best but personally as a sports fan I'm really interested to see what angle they really come at this with I think they're going to come at it with maybe the Michael Jordan angle that the last documentary series that they did the last dance kind of went at like his time as a child and then his time at Michigan like being a backup for a lot of the time and then getting a shot his senior year and then being able to start on the Patriots I just love stories and background stories I don't care who the player is I just love those kind of background stories honestly because of the success of the last dance I will not be surprised if this series man in the arena gets a lot of success but again, I think the success of The Last Dance had to do a lot with COVID and people really didn't have that much to do other than watch this. But I'm still super excited to see this come out. I definitely agree with a lot of what you said, especially with, you know, Tiger King probably started all of this big craze as of late. You know, documentary series are going crazy right now. So one being released on what many people are calling one of the greatest athletes of all time certainly makes sense. However, why not wait until his career is over when he's retired? Uh, doing a documentary on someone who's still an active player is a little odd because I feel like it's an unfinished story. The Chicago Bears head coach Matt Nagy admitted that last season when he benched all of their starters for the 2019 preseason was a big regret of his this year. Matt Nagy plans to use every single one of his starters in the preseason games. What are your thoughts on this statement? I think for the Chicago Bears, the main reason why Matt Nagy is doing this, and this is according to a piece that NFL.com wrote, was that because the offense has just struggled the last two years, I mean, last year they only scored three points in the opener. And the year before, I think they scored at least 20 points. I think it's between 20 and 28 points in the opener in 2019. 
18 when they had that 12 and four breakout year and won the NFC North. So if they're really going to do anything, they're really going to have to prepare this offense. The defense can't carry them. We saw that last year. They did well at the end stretch because of their defense, but they need this offense to work, especially if a new quarterback is going to take the helm. And my preference, I think Mitch Trubisky is going to win the job at the end of the preseason. But then I think that he's either I would not want to wish any injury on him, but I think he's either going to get hurt or just not perform well. And Nick Foles is going to come in because I see Nick Foles as a guy who's a backup who can come in and win games for you rather than a guy who can just come right in at the beginning of the season and start the entire season. Honestly, I think that is the biggest thing for Matt Nagy right now is to see who your quarterback is going to be, but also just to make sure that all of your players in your offense know how your offense is tailored and tailored to different players. Because again, like you have some newer guys, you have Montgomery who came into the system last year and now it's his second year so kind of trying to get him into the system and then also Tariq Cohen and making sure he's good with the system and a couple of other guys that you just added and also having Jimmy Graham in there as well so you just want to make sure that offense is as tight as it can get and especially in a very competitive NFC North with the Vikings and the Packers being really competitive, some of the top teams in the NFC, you're really going to have to tweak that offense right. And I think that is the main reason why he wants to have his starters out there during the preseason. A lot of the times when coaches use the starters on the preseason, they go into the year with a very injured roster. So you got to be very careful exactly how much you use your starters because the preseason, it doesn't matter what your record is. You don't want to lose really any starters for that matter. So he's got to be very careful about exactly how much that they get to see the field. Lastly, in Miami, the Hard Rock Stadium, the home of the Dolphins, will be temporarily used as a drive-in theater that will show classic Dolphins moments, classic films, and host commencement ceremonies, along with much, much more. What are your thoughts on this temporary settlement? I think this is awesome. I think this is a good way to get a little bit of revenue. Again, I didn't really read too much into whether uh, they are going to be charging people. I would assume so that if this is going to be like a drive-in theater kind of thing for a lot of like Miami Dolphins fans, but also fans of classic films. But I think this is a great way to use the empty space of your stadium right now because, I mean, what else would you really be using it for because the NFL is going to be on right now might be on hold and preseason games might not happen until later or they might happen at one specific stadium. But I think this is really cool just to have the – to have that stadium open to the public to use. And also the stadium is big enough where you can make sure that the six foot guideline is maintained for people. And also if it's a drive-in theater, people are going to be in their cars and you can just make sure that they don't get out of their cars unless they go to the concessions or anything else you do. So I think this is a really good idea. And I wouldn't be surprised if there are some other stadiums and from NFL teams that do this kind of thing. You know, I agree, Justin. I love when NFL teams do unique and creative things such as this again what is the stadium being used for right now as well as most off seasons around this time the stadiums are empty so i think other teams can definitely take a note on how to use this empty space as you put it for the benefit of the public and now justin it is time that we resume our 
This is week number four. If you haven't seen it already, we've already covered the AFC East, NFC East, and AFC South divisions. So if you want to know what those were like, please go back on our previous three episodes and check that out. Now I'm going to start this off at the top of the NFC South with the Atlanta Falcons. How will they do? Where will they finish? Find out right now. Week number one is a home game where they open up against the Seattle Seahawks. The Seahawks are just too good. They come into Atlanta and they beat the Falcons. The Falcons usually start the first half of the season kind of slow, and it's going to be no different here as they travel on the road to play two tough teams in a row where they lose to the Dallas Cowboys. They come back home to play a Chicago Bears unit 0-2, and then they beat the Bears to get their first win of the season in a close, low-scoring affair. Then they go on the road to Lambeau to play the Packers. The Falcons used to be able to beat the Packers a lot, but things have changed. The Packers get the win here. Atlanta falls to 1-3. They come back home to play a very much weakened Panthers team from a few years ago, and Atlanta gets the win over their first division rival this season to move to 2-3. Then they go on the road to play Minnesota, a very tough Vikings team. They can't get it done as they fall to Minnesota. Then they come back home to play a much easier Lions team. It's a nice comfort win at home that they get there. Then they go on the road to play the Panthers again, where they get the revenge game on the road at the Bank of America Stadium. The Falcons get home with the win there. Then they come back to Atlanta to play the Denver Broncos, where I think it's going to be another rather low-scoring affair. However, Atlanta just can't get it done, and the Denver Broncos buck home with a win. Then Atlanta goes into their bye week three and sits, not looking too good. Right after their bye week, they go to New Orleans to play the Saints. Last year, they split the division. Atlanta won in New Orleans and lost at home. This year, it's going to be different. Atlanta's going to lose on the road in the Superdome. Then they come back home to play the Raiders. Well, they get the win against them. Then they'll play the Saints again after only a week's rest against them. And then they get the win against the Saints here. They usually split the division. This year, they get it done at home. Then they go on the road to play the Chargers, where they get their third win in a row. Atlanta's looking pretty good. Could they make a late-season push for the playoffs, potentially? They come back home to play the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for the first time this season, where Tom Brady shows up, and he beats Atlanta again. The Falcons fall after their three-game winning streak. They go on the road, where they get destroyed by the Kansas City Chiefs, and then they come back home, already out of playoff contention, and ruin draft stock once more, where they beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in Florida. The Atlanta Falcons finish 7-9. and nine. Yeah, Brandon, I like the way that you did the Falcons, especially with a lot of the divisional games. I think the NFC South is one of those divisions where it doesn't matter who's playing who, it's always most likely going to be split no matter how good the teams are. So definitely think that is something realistic that could happen for the Falcons. And now for my Atlanta Falcons for the 2020 season, here we go at home playing the Seattle Seahawks. And just like you, Brandon, I'm going to have them lose this game. I think the secondary is not going to be as good as a lot of people may be expecting for Falcons fans, especially having AJ Terrell there. And I think Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf are going to have a field day against them. And then they travel to Dallas. And I think Dallas is going to, again, like I said earlier, a couple weeks ago, as we did the NFC East, I think The Cowboys are going to win this game. But then the Falcons, like you said, Brandon, are going to get their first win. It's going to be at home against the Bears. But then they're going to travel to Green Bay. As I've said before, a really hard place to win. And they're going to lose starting the season one and three. But then they're going to go on a little bit of a win streak here. They're going to beat the Panthers 
at home to go to two and three. And then they're going to go to 500 by going to Minnesota and getting the upset win against Kirk Cousins and the Vikings. I think the Falcons are one of those teams every single year, no matter how they're doing. They just get upset wins. I mean, we saw it last year where they got a couple of upset wins. And I can definitely see them doing that this upcoming year against the Vikings. So now they're at three and three. Look like they could be a playoff contender. But then here comes uh, the landslide here as they kind of go downhill. They come back home. They lose to the Lions. Lions get an unexpected win. Then they go to Carolina, lose to the Panthers, and then they also lose to the Broncos to go to three and six at the bye. But then they get a little bit of a win streak here after the bye. They travel to New Orleans and they get the win just like last year, then come back home, win against the Raiders. Then the Saints get a little bit of revenge in Atlanta. The Saints get that win Then they travel to L.A. to play the Chargers, get the win there. Then come to Florida to play the Bucs, and they get a win there. So right now, they are 7-7. They're looking for a playoff push here, but they're not going to get it done because this is hard for the Falcons. Two road games to end the end of the year, it's it's hard to really win those games. So they're going to lose to the Chiefs. This is a really hard game to win. And then they travel to Tampa Bay. Tom Brady is looking to get into the playoffs yet again, and the Falcons are going to lose this game. Brandon, just like you, I'm going to have the Falcons go 7-9. and nine. It appears that the Falcons are going to have a season very similar to a year ago, but how will the Carolina Panthers do? They had a good start to the season last year. Cam went down. New quarterback came in. Their record went down. Let's see how they do this season under the new head coach. Starting off the year at home against the Las Vegas Raiders, they lose the first game of the year in the home opener before they travel on the road where the Panthers meet Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and then they lose in that one as well. Then they go on the road to play the L.A. Chargers. Chargers have a tough field to play in. The crowd always shows up. Chargers fans love their team. Just kidding, not really, but the Panthers still lose it, fall into 0-3, come back home to play a pretty tough Arizona Cardinals team where they lose in that one. Then they go on the road to Atlanta. The Falcons are fired up, and they lose to Atlanta there before they come back home to play the Chicago Bears. The defense is just a little bit too good. The Bears get the win there. Then the Panthers go on the road, still winless, to play the New Orleans Saints. Can they get their first win of the season? No, they can't. They lose to the Saints. Then they come back home where they do get their first win of the season against the Atlanta Falcons before they go on the road to Kansas City and they get reminded that, you know, you're not that good. They lose to the Chiefs. Then they come back home where, you know, They get a couple surprises here. They beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at home, and then they beat the Detroit Lions the next week also at home. So two wins in a row before they go on the road to Minnesota where they end their two-game winning streak. They lose to Minnesota before they go on to their late-season bye week. They come back home to play the Denver Broncos where they lose that one, and then they finish the season with three more losses against the Packers and Lambeau, against the Redskins in Washington, and then ending the season with a loss against New Orleans at home. The Carolina Panthers have a tough stretch of it as they finish 3-13. and Yeah, I'm not going to be surprised if the Carolina Panthers have a really low record, and I think they're going to have a top-five pick in the NFL draft, again, knocking on wood, because, again, Anything can happen in the NFL. They could go on an eight-game win streak and win. I don't know. But right now, the Panthers look like a rebuilding team. Matt Rule coming in. I mean, he did that 
with Baylor, and he did that with uh, Temple, I think, as well. The two college teams that he was with, he built them from the ground up, and I think that's what he's doing with Carolina. It looks like that's what they did in the draft by getting all defense. But let's see how they do in 2020 and Matt Rule's first year as a head coach for the Carolina Panthers. So you start the season losing three games in a row at home against the Raiders, lose that game, traveling to Tampa Bay, losing that game as well, and then traveling to L.A. playing the Chargers, and they get the win as well the Chargers do. But then it's the NFL. Anything can happen. I said it. So the Cardinals travel to Carolina to play the Panthers and the Panthers get their first win of the season beating the Arizona Cardinals in a very close game but Teddy Bridgewater shows the late game heroics and gets them a win first one of the season but then they show they're a little bit of a human team here as they travel to Atlanta lose that game as I said earlier then come back home play the Bears lose that and then go to New Orleans hard place to win and they're going to lose that game but then they get revenge against the Falcons get a big win there They traveled to Kansas City, one of the loudest places besides Seattle to play, and there's no way they're going to win this game. Chiefs get the win here. Then they come back home, play the Bucs, and the Bucs will sweep the Panthers this year. But then the Panthers, they come back home, they win against the Lions, and then they lose traveling to Minnesota to play the Vikings, and then they go on a bye. And now four games left in the season. What are they going to do? Come back home against the Broncos, get a huge win. Super Bowl 50 rematch here between the Panthers and the Broncos is going to look different than that Super Bowl. Panthers get the win here, but then they end the season with a three-game losing streak, losing to the Packers in Green Bay, to Ron Rivera and the Washington Redskins in Washington, and then coming back home against Drew Brees and the Saints. Brandon, I have the Carolina Panthers one win more than you do going 4-12. and 12. I think the Panthers are going to get that number three pick in the draft. They should get a pretty good player out of it, though. Maybe do a little bit better the season after. Next up is the team in the division with all eyes on them. No, not the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I'm talking about the New Orleans Saints. They've been one of the best teams in the NFL for many years now and still haven't been able to get it done. Justin, how do they do? I'll tell you right now. Let's find out. They start the season with a wild one at home against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tom Brady is with his new team. Rom Gronkowski is uniform. This offense is very stat. This defense has a lot of returning stars. This team is just so hyped up and they don't disappoint. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers come in and start their season with a win over the New Orleans Saints in the Superdome. Shocking Saints fans as the Saints fall to 0-1. Then they go on the road to play the Las Vegas Raiders. This is the Raiders' opening game in their brand new shiny stadium. And the Saints show them who's boss and the Raiders lose their home opener in their new stadium. Then the Saints come back home to play a pretty tough Green Bay team. But the Saints did it done. They beat Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. Then they go on the road to play the Detroit Lions. The Saints win that one. And then they come back home to play the Chargers where they win that one. Early season by week, they go in 4-1 and one before they stay at home to play the Carolina Panthers the week after. The week does them justice and they steamroll the Panthers at home before they go on the road to play the Chicago Bears. They get the win there. Drew Brees goes off against a pretty good defense, proving he is still elite. Then they go on the road to play Tom Brady and the Bucks again. The Saints get their revenge here. They split the division with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and get the win on the road. They come back home to play a very tough San Francisco 49ers team. This could 
potentially be one of the games of the year. It's a very close game, but New Orleans gets a much-needed victory here, keeping up a huge win streak at home against Atlanta. They get the win, and then they go on the road to play the Denver Broncos, and they get the win in Denver. Now, they've had a very good start to the season, aside from a week one bump. You know, now it's about time that they fall a couple. They have three away games in a row. Their second one here against Atlanta in Atlanta. They fall to the Falcons. Then they go on the road to Philly to play the Eagles. Third round game in a row. They're tired. They've had a good season so far. Carson Wentz is playing good, assuming he's there. The Saints lose again. The third loss of the season, second in a row. Then they come back home to play the Kansas City Chiefs. And they lose this one as well. They've already beat another top team in the 49ers. They can't beat them both. They lose to the Chiefs. Three losses in a row. There's a bunch of questions circling about the Saints right now. Is After this huge, great start, they have lost three in a row. And then they play the Minnesota Vikings. And everybody knows the story between the Vikings and the Saints. This time, the New Orleans Saints bounce back and get the win. Revenge game over the Minnesota Vikings. Remember, this is the regular season. The Saints get the win here before they finish the season with a win in Carolina to finish the season 12-4. and Yeah, I think the Saints and the Vikings are becoming one of the most watched games ever. And it's going to be interesting because it is a Christmas game. It's going to be really interesting to see how the Saints play in that one, especially towards the end of the season. So let's go and see how the Saints do in my predictions here. So the Saints starting at home against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I'm going to have the Saints get the win. Like you said, it's going to be a tough game. It's going to be a close game, but I think the Saints defense are going to come out on top. Tom Brady's going to throw a game ending interception, but then they're going to go on the road. Like you said, Las Vegas, their first ever game in that shiny new stadium and the Raiders are going to get the upset win against the Saints. I remember a couple years ago, That game between the Raiders and the Saints and the Raiders in week one going for two to win it. But that was with Jack Del Rio as coach. But I still think the Raiders will get the win here. And now the Saints starting one and one. But they're going to go on a win streak here. Coming home, playing the Packers, getting the win there. Coming to Detroit and playing the Detroit Lions, getting the win in Detroit, and then coming home, playing the Chargers, getting the win there. Just like you, Brandon, I have the Saints going 4-1 and one at their bye. And then they come home, play the Panthers, get a huge win there. Like you said with the Bears, I'm going to agree with you to travel to Chicago, get a big win there. But then they go on the road to Tampa Bay. They lose to Tom Brady. Brady gets his revenge against Breeze. I think Brady Breeze will be hopefully for a couple of years, but at least this year is going to be a really good rivalry. Maybe just as good as Manning Brady. I think it's going to be awesome to see, but the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to get the win here. And then another win streak here for the New Orleans Saints as they will come home, play the 49ers, get a win, then playing the Falcons, getting a win, traveling to Denver, and also getting a win. The Saints traveling to Atlanta, and they're going to lose this game. So right now, this is last four games of the year. This is a big stretch, as you said, for the New Orleans Saints. They are playing for a possible bye in the NFC or at least home field for a couple of games with this new seven-seed system. Let's see how they do. So we got the Philadelphia Eagles to travel to Philly to get the win here. And then they come back home, play the Chiefs. Chiefs are invincible. I'm going to say this is going to be a huge offensive battle. I think the Saints defense has a little bit more push than the Chiefs defense does. So I'm going to give the Saints the win here. But then 
in New Orleans on Christmas. I think the Vikings are the Achilles heel of the Saints. No matter if it's the playoffs or not, I'm going to give the Vikings the win here, which this could be crucial depending on if the Vikings win the NFC North or not. And then they're going to travel to the Carolina Panthers, and they're going to get the win there, securing a 12-4 and record for the New Orleans Saints. Next up, we have the most hyped team of the offseason. I never thought I'd say it, but the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are so hyped up coming into this season. How will they do? Will they make the playoffs? Will Tom Brady succeed in the new uniform? Let's find out. At the start of the season, I already said they go in New Orleans and get the opener victory against the New Orleans Saints. They come back home where they win the home opener against the Carolina Panthers. Starting the season 2-0, they go to Denver. Tom Brady is used to playing in Denver, and he gets it done against the Broncos where they come back home to play the Chargers, where the Buccaneers also win that game. They go on the road to Chicago to play the Bears. The Buccaneers win that game as well. So far, they're looking very good. Starting the season 5-0, they come back home to play the Green Bay Packers where they get their first loss of the season against the Packers. Then they go on the road to play the Raiders. Again, it always seems like the Raiders are a game after another really tough team. So it's going to seem like a very easy game after playing the Packers. They get the win. Then they go on the road to play the Giants. Second road game in a row. Again, not a very good team. The Buccaneers win that game as well. They come back home now to play the New Orleans Saints where they lose that one. Then they, you know, the losing streak. This is where the losing streak begins. They had another really good start to the season, similar to the Saints. However, this losing streak is going to hurt them a little bit more. So they lost against the Saints and they go on the road to Carolina where the Panthers took a shocking victory. Then they come back home to play the Rams. The Rams win the slugfest here. Then they play the Chiefs at home where they lose to the Chiefs. Then they get their bye week. You know, they've lost four games in a row here. They've got to get something going. They have a wheat break. Third home game in a row. Everything's looking into their favor. In comes the Minnesota Vikings. It's a very, very good game, but the Vikings did it done, beating the Butts. And now the Buccaneers have dropped five games in a row. Then they go on the road to play the Atlanta Falcons, a division rivalry on the road. This is a great time to pick yourselves back up, and they do just that by beating the Falcons. Then they go on the road. Week 16 to play the Detroit Lions where they beat the Lions and then they come back home finish the season at home with a loss against the Falcons could this loss right here hurt them in playoff contention everything was on the line for them the Falcons ruined it but the butts fall to nine and seven maybe good enough for that seventh seed yeah it's going to be interesting I could definitely see the Tampa Bay Buccaneers starting off the season this hot I mean you have them going seven and one in the first half of the seasons I can definitely see that I mean Tom Brady he's usually a first half kind of quarterback so I wouldn't be surprised if they get a couple of wins there and really be competing at the beginning of the season but uh, let's see here how the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have to do at the beginning and just really throughout the 2020 season for me so they'll travel to New Orleans And as I said before, they're going to get a loss there. But then they'll come back home and they'll get a pretty easy win against the Carolina Panthers. But then go back on the road. And the road really, as you'll see right here, my prediction is really hard for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to play. They're going to travel to Denver and get the loss there. But then they'll come back home where they're comfortable, get a win against the Chargers, then go on the road and lose to the Chicago Bears. So, so far I have them going 0-3 on the road. 
but that's going to be cured in a couple of weeks as we'll see. But then after that, they travel back home and they get a crucial win against the Green Bay Packers. I think that the Buccaneers have more playmakers to make more plays and to get the dub here. So they'll be at 500 and then they'll travel to Las Vegas and the Raiders and get their first road win of the season. And then they'll get two road wins in a row, traveling to New York, beating the Giants, then coming back home, beating the Saints and then traveling to Carolina, losing to the Panthers, and then coming back home, winning against the Rams. So the Buccaneers looking like one of the better teams in the NFC until they go on a little bit of a slump here, playing the Chiefs at home right before their bye, get a loss here. They play the Minnesota Vikings at home after their bye, lose that game, then travel to Atlanta, and they lose the game against the Falcons. And right now, they are... 8-6, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, so they're looking to just win these last two games, and they do. They win against the Lions in Detroit, and then they come back home, play the Falcons, get a crucial win, and they go 10-6 and on the season. I think good enough to at least get the seventh seed, if not get a fifth or a sixth seed. A 10 and 6 record is definitely good enough for a fifth or sixth seed, absolutely. However, the late season Tampa Bay slump is real. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that concludes this week's rundown. Please join us next week where we will continue the series with the AFC West, the Chiefs, Broncos, Raiders, and Chargers. How will they do? Where will they finish? Find out next week on Beyond the Blitz.